I'm Amber Brooks, a defender for the OL Reign, and I'm listening to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. This is episode 117 of the show. I am your primary host, as always, Charles Hamaker. Uh, I, I think the past two weeks I've kind of said, oh, this is a weird week. It continues to be a weird week, and that kind of is the theme here and is the running theme until uh i i can't tell you um with the variances coming out you know right now it's om om omicron uh i i don't know when this is gonna end i mean this is just goes back to the actual pandemic itself you know so you know the covet has been ravaging a bunch of the sports i mean primarily with us right now it's uh right now it's the NHL and the NFL have been heavily affected uh, by COVID and outbreaks. Um, and then college football. I mean, the bowl games, uh, Huskies are not in a bowl game this year, uh, but just a bunch of the bowl games have been canceled, have been reshuffled. Teams have had to drop out simply because of the outbreaks that we've had around the entirety of college football. So with that being said, we'll get into our sort of bizarre week. Um. Yes, with the starting off with the Seahawks having two games to cover this past week, considering that they had to play their originally scheduled Sunday game in SoFi Stadium against the Rams, they had to play that on Tuesday. Uh, that game being lost twenty to ten, Seattle. Uh, really, just the team season uh, as close to being over without officially being over as it could get. At that point, after losing to the Rams uh, down in L.A., uh, poor offensive play continues. Bizarre officiating have Seattle leaving L.A. with a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, Russell Wilson continues to look, doesn't really look like himself, hasn't really looked like the Russell Wilson that we've known over the years for really about a year and a half, to be totally honest. Uh, the running game struggled in that game. Uh, DK Metcalf still not getting the ball enough. Uh, DK most notably had some some big opportunities, one being uh, having a step on Jalen Ramsey um, and Russell Wilson under throwing that ball uh, in his direction, uh, just not being able to get the, you know, one of the top playmakers on this team, the ball enough. Right. And, you know, we'll have to talk about that again, unfortunately, in the game against the Bears. Um, but just. Another, it, it, it's interesting because if we look at the team that's across the, the across the field from the Seahawks in this game, in the Rams game, right, you've got Cooper Cup, uh, you know, having the best receiver season this year by anybody in the league, and the Rams continue to find him new innovative ways to get him the ball, or they just make sure that he gets the ball regardless. They make sure they get their playmaker, one of their playmakers, that is, uh, the ball. Seattle struggles to do that for some reason, unless you're a running back, really. Um, so, you know, um, this game, it was, it was, I think the last time that we had a non stressful Seahawks game was that Texans game, but even that game, I mean, the Texans, Texans got a good win this current week um, against the chargers, but outside of that, you know, the Texans have been a bad team and their franchise has not been on the up and up really 
since they had Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson probably will not play another step in the NFL. Um, so, you know, getting back to it, uh, this team really just bizarre. I mean, a good win in week one against the Colts, uh, the Colts, a team that will, I don't know what their, uh, playoff future will look like, but they've, they've been a pretty good team this year. Uh, the Titans losing that game after being up 24 to nine is an issue as well. Um, so it's, it's, uh, certainly been a bizarre year and it's been a down year. It's obviously been a down year. Um, you know, I would have considered a few years ago when the team had a winning record, but missed the playoffs, barely a down year. This is a legitimate down year. Um, and the way there are two things that I need to address before we, uh, continue to the bears game. Um, Most of the show, we have ragged on Rashad Penny, right? And I, I would say that wasn't exactly um, unfair. I mean, it's it's when your offensive coordinator is saying, oh, he's going to show up big, you know, late in the season when you come back from an injury and then you don't do anything, that's pretty disappointing, right? Whether that be on the team plays, the team's play as a whole or on yourself, uh, Rashad Penny to this point really has not lived up to expectation. This late season surge by the former first round pick has been what we've been hoping for and has effectively shut me up. All right. Um, you know, coming back from the game uh, on the 26 against the bears, I didn't have any idea how many yards Penny had. And I was, you know, he had a pretty good game. Um, that will obviously be uh, overshadowed by the loss, but it's his. Uh, after I left the game, I, I said there is no real bright spot in this team right now, uh, simply because the direction of this team is really unknown. Um, and until we can figure that out, I can't tell you how bright the future looks, right? Uh, Rashad Penny has been a bright spot, certainly. Um, so it's it's just been really a big headache um this season has just been a big headache uh this this loss kind of puts even more of a cherry on top maybe this loss is the stem on the cherry on top because it's just it just seems to get worse and worse um but let's finish out for injuries for the rams game i mean really i don't have too much to tell you about the rams game it's the rams i've got a ton of talent uh, they will more than likely uh, be the number one team in the NFC West at the end of the year. Um, the Cardinals have just been skidding and skidding. Uh, and the Rams have a ton of, ha- ton of talent. They've sacrificed their draft capital for that talent. And for the time being, it's working for them. Will they make the Super Bowl? I doubt it. Um, but all things considered, it, this is a game where you were not going to be able to make many mistakes and the team's offense made a good amount of mistakes. Um, so, you know, as I've said on this show for a while now, if your offense continues to put the defense on the field, the defense will eventually crack and break and touchdowns will be scored. Um, so just just a disappointing, frustrating, headbanging effort again. Um, and then the bad calls uh, that we saw in this game, were just even more insult to injury. Uh, so it was just, it was a frustrating week. Um, passing leaders for that game 
Russell Wilson completed 17 of his 31 attempts for 156 yards and an interception, no touchdowns that day. Rushing-wise, DJ Dallas had eight carries for 41 yards and the only touchdown for Seattle in the game. Receiving former Ram Gerald Everett had four receptions for 60 yards. Tackles-wise, Jordan Brooks had 11 total tackles, seven solo, two tackles for loss, and one pass deflection. And the turnover department, Quandre Diggs had the only turnover, and it was an interception. Uh, offensive MVP, I had to give to DJ Dallas in the Rams game. Uh, my dad said it best. Whenever DJ Dallas comes into the game, it seems like he's got energy. He just seems like a guy who you want to get the ball to. And, you know, in spurts and spaces, he's done that. He's he's contributed when he gets the ball. Uh, and that's all you can ask, really, for a position group that you're more than likely going to have a lot of people there. And it's going to be difficult to get perhaps the fair share um, of carries, you know, to each running back. So um, DJ Dallas for the Rams game and the defensive side of the ball. I had Quandre Diggs, Quandre uh, right before that game had been announced that he would be in the pro bowl. uh, And, you know, Quandre has been again, a doom and gloom when I said, Oh, there's no bright spots on this team, but uh, Quandre has also been somebody who seems to show up and show out every single week is a guy who's not relatively big. I believe he's like five, nine, um, Hey, Google, how tall is Quandre Diggs? Quandre Diggs is five feet, nine inches Five tall. feet, nine. Huh. Um, and he hits like a, a linebacker and is a ball hawk. So that's all you can really ask from a safety. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Um, so, yes, Quandre Diggs gets my defensive MVP nod uh, for that game against the Rams. Uh, we look over to uh, – oh, should I do that now? Okay, game day inactives. It's interesting for the Rams game, there were only two game day inactives – pardon me – only two game day inactives against the Rams, and it was quarterback Jason, Jacob Eason and Senator Dakota Shepley. Um, so kind of interesting, but – also, at the same time, probably not really able to afford to put anybody else uh, on the game day inactive list because your team had been ravaged by COVID. Eight of those uh, eight players on the total roster between uh, the 53 man and the practice squad were on the COVID list at that point in time of the game start. Uh, so I can't really afford to have a bunch of guys on the uh, uh, inactives list. Uh, and then the game against the Bears in week 16 at home in the snow, first snow game since 2008 against the uh, New York Jets, losing that game 24 to 25. <sighs> Boy, I mean, it's a really kind of bizarre game to me. Um, a lot of the time, a lot of drives in the first half, uh, the Seahawks came out. Remember, this is the snow is pretty decently on the field at this current point in time. Uh, excuse me. And Seahawks came out in five wide a lot, like a lot. Um, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, Russell Wilson had a somewhat efficient first half, so I can't give him anything for the first half. But, you know, uh, let me just say overall. Overall, the team had a 10-point lead dissipate. Uh, they were officially eliminated from playoff contention with another head-pounding loss. 
Seattle will miss the playoffs for the first time since Wilson was the uh, second time since Wilson was drafted. Pardon me. Uh, first losing season uh, since Wilson was drafted. Offensive side of the ball, Wilson efficient in the first half, completely different to the second half. Seattle only scores once, uh, several punts, uh, missed field goal uh, that came after Russell Wilson took a 13-yard sack. And then Rashad Penny, only bright spot, uh, recording 135 yards on the ground. And the defensive side of the ball, the defense gives up key drives to the Bears late in the game as run- the running game and Nick Foles take advantage. Yes, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is the third quarterback on that roster behind Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, who could not go for that game. So the Seahawks defense, no, not the Seahawks defense. The Seahawks have lost to Colt McCoy, Taylor Heineke, and um, pardon my French. Uh, Nick Foles all this season. It's that's not good. Um, so it's just incredible to think about the things that have happened to this team this year. Um, injuries, you know, big part guys on COVID list. Uh, you know, you're out, um, several starting defensive backs in this game against the Bears. Uh, and this was a game that you could have won. You were up at halftime. You had a 10-point lead for a good amount of the game. The fourth quarter, you just kind of crumbled and you gave up a bunch of long drives um, and a two-point conversion to to lose the game. Uh, it's, I don't really have anything to say. It's just a massive headache with this team at the moment. And, you know, I don't... I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we've I've seen this happening for a while. This team has just kind of been hurtling towards it at a meteoric pace. Um, and it's just frustrating. Um, so we'll get to stat leaders so I can stop talking about it. Uh, versus the Bears, Russell Wilson completed 16 of 27 attempts for 181 yards, two touchdowns, rushing, uh, versus the Bears, Rashad Penny, 17 carries for 135 yards and a touchdown. Receiving-wise, Gerald Everett had four receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. So, yes, pretty similar stat line to his Rams stat line where he had four receptions for 60 yards. Uh, tackles-wise, uh, Bobby Wagner completed had 12 total tackles and four solo. Turnovers, no turnovers against the Bears. Uh, for a team that also has been dealing with COVID issues and has really had a bad season as well. Um, it's, it's, you know. So offensive and defensive MVPs for the Bears game. I had Rashad Penny on offense, kind of obvious. You know, those 135 yards, big game for Rashad there. Uh, I really wish he would have gotten the ball more. Uh, and then defensively, Bobby Wagner, uh, and we'll get to Bobby Wagner, uh, why that was kind of in a second outside of leading the team in tackles for that game. Uh, so injury news, uh, we have a slew of stuff for you. Prior to game time on Monday, December 20th, so this was before the Rams game, uh, defensive tackle Brian Money was added to the COVID list. It became the ninth total player on the list since the Thursday before that game. On Tuesday, December 21st, the day of the game, Four players were elevated from the practice squad for the game against the Rams, including running back Josh Johnson, wide receiver Cody Thompson, 
defensive tackle Miles Adams, and safety Josh Jones. Wednesday, the 22nd, Will Disley was placed on the COVID list, and running back Alex Collins was activated off of the COVID list. Thursday, the 23rd, Tyler Lockett was activated off of the COVID list. Friday, the 24th, Travis Homer and offensive guard Pierre-Olivier Lestage were activated from the COVID list. Saturday, defensive end Kerry Hyder Jr. was activated from the COVID list, and cornerback Bless Austin was placed on the COVID list. Uh, and then the game day inactive versus the Bears were quarterback Jacob Eason, running back Alex Collins, center Dakota Shepley, defensive end Kerry Hyder Jr., and linebacker John Radigan. In team-related notes, on the 22nd, two Seahawks were named to the Pro Bowl uh, as starters, free safety Quandre Diggs and ML, uh, MLB. Middle linebacker M. Bobby Wagner both made the Pro Bowl. It would be Bobby Wagner's eighth uh, Pro Bowl uh, appearance. Uh, four players were named as Pro Bowl alternates, uh, special teams slash fullback Nick Ballore, punter Michael Dixon, left tackle Dwayne Brown and quarterback Russell Wilson, all named as Pro Bowl alternates from Seattle. And then on the uh, Sunday, the 26th, Bobby Wagner sets a new career and franchise high in single season tackle total uh, with 168 and counting. Um, let's see if it's updated so I can get you an official count here. Um, do, 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 do. Bobby Wagner finished the day with 170, so 170 and counting there for Bobby. Uh, Monday, the 27th, Pete Carroll stated that there is, uh, he's not for one reason, he said that not for one reason at all do I think we should have to restart this thing in regards to the team rebuilding. He also said that uh, team owner Jody Allen shares Carroll's vision for the future going forward. Now, that's I have a big sigh for that, considering that, you know, Pete Carroll is, what, in his 70s now? Um, and more than likely, he's going to retire soon. I don't think, you know, it, it's it's a good idea for him to keep going, even regardless of his age. But his age obviously would play a factor, right? Um, and several points throughout this show, we've said if – we had to pick between who the team keeps between Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll. It should be an obvious keep Russell Wilson decision, right? Um, with the statement from Carroll himself saying uh, what he did, I don't have too much confidence um, in the future of this, the, the near future of this team, at least for now, because that's, uh, I don't have, I don't have, the confidence in Pete uh, for him to be able to adapt and overcome and change uh, and adjust in this league right now. I don't. And he, cause he hasn't for years. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how that goes, but right now I don't think that it looks entirely good and league related news. Speaking of things, not looking good on Tuesday, the 21st uh, it was announced that 140 NFL players were officially on the COVID-19 list at that current point in time, which is almost 10% of the league having tested positive. The next day on the 22nd, NFL PA president backs the postponement of games. Brown center J.C. Treader endorsed the scheduled changes, saying that I don't think people realize how close those games were to being canceled. 
On Monday, December 27th, the NFL announced that they would adjust COVID protocols. Uh, Both the league and the Players Association uh, would adjust the COVID-19 protocols, reportedly lessening the maximum isolation period uh, with news of the CDC lessening the maximum isolation period. Uh, So some news on COVID there. I was really hoping after last year that I could remove the COVID-19 list, the COVID-19 tab from the sports, but doesn't seem like that's a thing yet um as we look at the seahawks record sitting at five and ten currently five and ten (sighs) sitting at fourth in the nfc west uh looking ahead week 17 is january 2nd versus the detroit lions at home with a 125 p.m kickoff for those of you who do not know the lions have one of the worst records in the league. I believe that um, hmm. um sorry, I got distracted. I believe two twelve and one. Yeah, jeez. Lions have lost twelve games and tied one miraculously. Um let's see if we can get standings here. Technically, Jacksonville's worse because they have 13 losses. Uh, Detroit has 12. Oof. So, yes, you're playing the second worst team in all of football. And I really don't have that much ability or confidence in the Seahawks' ability to win that game simply because I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Russell Wilson looks like crap. Uh, the defense gave us some clutch drives to Nick Foles, of all people. Uh, and and an offense that's relatively been inept all year, right? Uh, At this current point in time, right? If we're looking at the roster today, uh, the Seahawks are down three of their four starting DBs, okay? Um, You're down a tight end currently. Your center, Ethan Posich, has been mid to bad all season, it's it's just I don't have I have little 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 confidence in this team right now, um, and it's just it's it's not like these things are out of their hands. It's not like they're losing to unlucky bounces or uh, things not just going their way. No, this is on the team for not adjusting, um, and it comes down to Pete Carroll ultimately as the head coach. So I don't want to move on. I don't want to talk about Seahawks anymore. Um, don't have anything Mariners to talk about, though, because they're still in the MLB lockout, so we will avoid them. This is your time to check out Homs Seattle. Homs has your back in the loving Big Brother kind of way. Our goal is to change the mental health conversation one heart at a time. Uh, I got some Homs stuff for the holidays, um, and I was going to say we should check out what is still on the site from the Baby Blue Drop. So. The baby blue hoodie, the baby blue jogger, and the baby blue socks are all still available in limited selection. Uh, the baby blue vintage cap and the pink beanie are officially sold out. So I would go and check out Hom Seattle uh, before any of that else stuff, any of that other stuff uh, sells out there. Um, as we look on to our Seattle Sounders, uh, small note here as the team signs two players from the Tacoma Defiance. And Obed Vargas and Samuel Adnirin. Adnirin. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, so small kind of news there for our Sounders. Uh, small little bit here for the Storm as well. Uh, in league news, so WNBA news, uh, WNBA teams are looking into the possibility of Becky Hammond as a head coach. Uh, the New York Liberty and Las Vegas Aces are eyeing the current San Antonio Spurs assistant to fill their head coaching vacancies. Now, notice that the headline I read, you said vacancies, right? That's how it was presented. With that being said, current Las Vegas Aces coach Bill Lambeer, yes, former NBA player Bill Lambeer, is still listed as the Aces coach. He's not been fired. He isn't retired. So it's Las Vegas has, I guess, made it clear that if Hammond feels ultimately like she wants to be the head coach of the aces, then she would take that role. It is unclear where Lambier would fit into that position. This is your time to check out Maestro athletics. That is M A E S T R O A T H L E T I C S Maestro athletics. I know they just had their Seattle uh, hoodies drop in Heather gray and Navy blue. They have limited sizing. So if you can get on top of that and your size is available, I would grab that now because, as I said, limited sizing. As we look into our Seattle Kraken here, their game against the Vancouver Canucks on December 27th postponed. Um, So we jump right into injury news. On Monday the 27th, it was announced that Brendan Tenev is out for the year with a season-ending ACL injury that was suffered against the Edmonton Oilers in the last game. Uh, so Tanev is out turbo suffering an ACL injury. That sucks. A guy that, um, has provided, uh, some offense here and there for the team, as well as being, uh, as many dubbed him as a cult hero, uh, for the Kraken, um, pretty clear fan favorite. So that sucks. Uh, turbo is under contract through the 25 season though. So ultimately this is not obviously the last that we will see a friend and Tanev as a member of this team, just unfortunate and hopes for a quick recovery there for Brandon and team related news on Monday, the 20th, the 20th, the Kraken practice was canceled out of an abundance of caution and defenseman Adam Larson entered the COVID-19 protocol on Friday, the 24th, the Kraken at Vancouver game on the 27th was officially postponed, excuse me. And then Sunday, the 26th defenseman, Vince Dunn and forward Ryan Donato were both unavailable at practice due to COVID-19 protocol. So yes, COVID still uh, rearing its ugly head in the NHL as well. Um, in league related news on Tuesday, the 21st, Connor Helbiuk, uh voiced frustrations with the league saying that he's not a fan of the league's handling of COVID and criticized the decision for players to skip the Olympics on the 22nd, uh, a Wednesday, the NHL and NHL players association agreed to opt out of the 2022 Beijing Olympics due to uncertainty about COVID-19 as well as the quarantine period. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the quarantine period is supposed to last three to five weeks. Excuse me. Uh, and that was significantly impact the NHL season. Uh, Friday the 24th, the NHL delayed its return to play. The league delays games that were set for December 27th, saying that play will not resume prior to December 28th with an update that was planned by Sunday. 142 players were currently in COVID protocols on the 24th. Uh, Sunday, December 26th, the NHL postponed three more games. Uh, The league and NHL PA reintroduced taxi squads 
and make temporary changes to collective bargaining agreement for COVID-19 related reasons. So yes, like I said earlier, COVID still ravaging through the NHL and NFL um, as the new variant kind of goes around. So looking ahead, hopefully, right? This is big fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. Uh, December 29th, the team is supposed to start the three game. It will play the first of a three game stretch at home, starting with the Philadelphia Flyers uh, with a 7 p.m. puck drop. December 30th, the next day versus the Calgary Flames with a 7 p.m. puck drop. And then January 1st versus the Vancouver Canucks with a 7 p.m. puck drop. Again, this is all it's scheduled for the time being. It's not not currently sure uh, with all the COVID players that the team has. Uh, a lot of them being defensemen, it leaves the team really short at defense. So we will really have to see about that. Looking at our OL Reign, there's one piece of news here. As Wednesday the 22nd, the Reign traded goalkeeper Ella Diederich to Houston in exchange for Houston's natural third-round pick in the 2023 NWSL draft. Um, kind of sucks for this to happen because Ella was uh, – she's played college ball at Washington State, so she would have fitted well with the Seattle interview series. Um but also uh, in the time that Ella got playing time this past year, I really thought that she shined and I was hoping that there would be a chance that she would be the starter this year, but uh, unless it would not be the chance, uh, she'll get a great opportunity in Houston where she'll more than likely get a lot more of an opportunity for minutes. Uh, so best wishes to Ella in Houston in league related news, North Carolina uh, apologized for the signing of Jalene Daniels, but she still remained signed. Uh, Daniels refused a U.S. women's national team call-up due to the team having rainbow-themed pride jerseys, among other things as well. So uh, both the Courage in North Carolina and the Thorns in Portland signed players who have shown uh, racism, transphobia, homophobia, just general bigotry, uh, and they, they both did so in relatively close windows. Uh, and both players remain signed. The only thing is that North Carolina put on an apology. Portland has said nothing. So big sigh. No supersonics news, no dragons news as we head into UW athletics here. Uh, for UW football and team-related news, Trent McDuffie enters the draft. The three-year starting cornerback is leaving the school early to enter the 2022 NFL draft. So best of luck to Trent there. In college football news, uh, we have a sling of bowl news for you. Uh, on Wednesday, the 22nd, Texas A&M withdraws from the Gator Bowl. The Aggies do not have enough players for the Gator Bowl on New Year's Eve due to COVID-19 issues, and the bowl is currently searching for a replacement. Uh, also that day, the college football playoff updated its COVID policies. The playoff announces that contingency plans for the playoffs, national title game, uh, um, Oh, yeah, announced those contingency plans amid a current surge. Uh, Friday the 24th, the Hawaii Bowl was canceled. Hawaii uh, withdrew from playing Memphis in a bowl game due to COVID season-ending injuries and transfers. So Hawaii really is struggling with their program currently. On Sunday the 26th, the military and Fenway Bowls were canceled. Virginia was unable to play in the Fenway Bowl, and Boston College was unable to play in the military bowl both of those due to COVID. 
Uh, and then the Miami Hurricanes had to back out of the Sun Bowl. Miami cannot participate in the Sun Bowl versus Washington State due to COVID-19 protocols. Uh, afterwards, Washington State head coach Jake Dickert and offered to play any opponent on December 31st, uh, which is that bowl game. And then Monday, December 27th, Boise State is unable to play Arizona Bowl against Central Michigan due to COVID-19 cases. And then Wazoo would find a Sun Bowl opponent as uh, Central Michigan would take on that after their game against Boise State would be canceled there. So the Sun Bowl will happen after all for you Cougar fans. Uh, And basketball-related news on the men's side, uh, December 21st versus Utah Valley, the Huskies would lose that game. 52 to 68 player of the game would be Terrell Brown Jr. with 60. Whoa, 60. No, pardon me. 23 rebounds. Wow. Sorry. Woo. 23 points, six rebounds, and two assists. The team record now goes to five and five, sitting at ninth in the Pac 12. The upcoming games for the Huskies are December 29th at Washington State with an 8 p.m. tip off and January 3rd at Arizona with a 5 p.m. tip-off. The UW women's team does not have a game today. Uh, they will, well, they, they, this past week, they will play December 31st versus Stanford with a 7 p.m. tip-off. That game is currently, um, give me one second. I'm pretty sure that game is, I have to check this because I opened up ESPN for some reason earlier and it said UW versus Stanford uh had been canceled or postponed let me get an official word on that um this might be relatively recent yes so the game against stanford on new year's eve has been postponed the games against Stanford and California. Um, They are working on finding a rescheduled date for those contests. Wow. Okay. So yeah, continued protocols. Jeez, man. Um, Okay. So yeah, it would have been December 31st versus Stanford at home in December and January 2nd versus California. So issues there. Uh, so no, the Huskies will not play December 31st versus Stanford. Oh boy. See, this just gives me a big, massive headache. Goodness. Uh, no baseball news, no softball news, no soccer news, no volleyball news. Uh, men's, so- men's hockey, the hockey team is supposed to play January 7th at San Jose State and January 8th versus San Jose State. So Oh boy. Yeah. Looking back, the Seahawks, two frustrating losses and COVID issues. The um, Mariners, not still in the MLB lockout. Sounders signing two players in Obed Vargas and Samuel Adeniran. Uh, the Storm, nothing uh, for the team itself. The Kraken, postponements on postponements and COVID issues. And uh, Brennan Tanev suffering a torn ACL. Uh, the oil range trading Ella Dieterich to Houston for a third round pick in next year's draft. Uh, UW football having Trent McDuffie leave for the draft. A bunch of COVID issues uh, in the bowl games around college football. The men's basketball team losing to Utah Valley at home, playing December 29th at Wazoo and January 3rd at Arizona. The women's team having their next two games canceled. Uh, COVID running rampant. 
around your Seattle area teams. Uh, with that being said, uh, I hope you all enjoyed your holidays. Uh, and if you're still celebrating the holidays, happy holidays to you. I apologize if I stumble a little bit there. I've got a headache uh, going on, but the show goes on. I mean, it's just a headache. Uh, until next time, until we see you uh, in the new year, I want to wish you happy holidays, happy new year. Um, or as Marshawn would say, wait, happy holidays and Merry New Year. Uh, and we will see you later. Take care. Be safe. Be safe in the cold. Uh, and we will see you next week. Baba Bowie.